Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. on a remote island that will play a dramatic role in the lives of our 16 survivors over the next 39 days. This is Exile Island. Each week, at least one survivor will be banished here. Separated from their tribe, they'll have no idea what's going on back at camp, and they'll be forced to live on their own until they return to the game. But there is a silver lining to Exile Island. It's a mystery that could help one of our survivors win the million dollars and the title of sole survivor. It's a twist like never before, turning strategy on its head. These 16 have already begun the adventure of a lifetime. They have been divided into four tribes, each with four members. They are from different walks of life, forced to work together to create a new society while battling the elements and each other. They must learn to adapt or they'll be voted from the tribe. In the end, only one will remain to claim the million dollar prize. 39 days, 16 people, one survivor. Go, go! Today on the Power Hour, Extra Episode 21, Survivor, Power Rangers Animarium, recorded on October 25th, 2016. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Seven so a Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. And I'm Doug, also known as Doug Watchin. This Extra Episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, Doug. Hey. We're back. Yeah, we are. With Power Ranger Survivor. Season 2. Bo- oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it took care of all that intro stuff. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> There's no introductions needed. You guys know Doug by this point, And Hi. if you don't, what have you been listening to? Because it's certainly not Ranger Command or the Victory Road podcast, <laughs> also on the Four Eyed Radio Network. <laughs> so our first season of Power Rangers Survivor was so successful 
It really took off as a concept. People really seemed to be excited for it. We gained new listeners because of it. It was just such a big event. We decided not long after we released the episode that we're doing this again. Yeah, it was pretty soon afterwards. Yeah. So like Survivor, the TV show, we're going to do a spring season and now it's the fall. So we're doing the fall season and just in time for Halloween because this is the the spooky season. (laughs) It has skulls and stuff. (laughs) So this season we are using the template for Survivor Panama Exile Island, which is season 12 of Survivor. And it was the first season to introduce the Exile Island concept to the show. I just got done finished watching it. I thought it was a pretty middle of the road season, but I thought they did some interesting things especially which is going to work out for this Power Rangers Survivor episode, where they started off with four teams of four, split up by younger men, older men, younger women, older women. So how we're going to apply that to Power Rangers is we're going to do older Saban men and women Rangers, and then the newer Disney slash Neo Saban guys and girls. So that's how we're going to do this. And Doug, any thoughts for Survivor Panama? Just Just in general, uh, Survivor Panama was a season that I watched when I had come back to Survivor. I think last time I talked about how it was forbidden in my house for a while. This is actually one of those seasons that I watched in secret and my dad didn't know, which is good because they have like skulls everywhere and they talk about cannibalism and really great things. Um, but this has a lot of nostalgia value for me, even though it doesn't hold up super great, like you were saying, yeah. pretty middle of the road. But it is worth watching. It's a very, very important season. It's a prerequisite season. There are some big characters on this season that if you are just getting into Survivor, you will see again. So it's definitely worth the watch. Hmm. Interesting. So now in terms of bringing it to Power Rangers, last time we did tease that the Animarium was a potential location, and we're actually going to go with it this season. So the island, even though it's floating in the sky, it is the Animarium from Wild Force. The Animarium is a floating island that is the last remnant of the Lost Kingdom of Animaria. It serves as home and base of operations for the Wild Force Power Rangers, Princess Shayla, and the Wild Zords. It is a vast stretch of land covered by forests and mountains where the Wild Zords make their home. A large temple sits on the Animarium, which serves as the ranger's base of operations as well as their home. Unlike its Sentai counterpart, the Animarium of Wild Force serves as both the home of the Wild Zords and the team base, whereas in Gal Ranger, the Gal Ranger do not live on the island with the power animals, instead living on a separate small floating island shaped like a smaller turtle known as Gal Rock. So what I am doing, Gal Rock becomes our... Exile Island. I was just going to say, this is this island is perfect in so many ways, because as we realized earlier, they make a reference to Mother Earth being a turtle in Survivor Panama, and there's a separate small island in Gow Ranger that could be Exile Island. Yeah, so that's how we're going to play this, this season. I'm thinking the Animarium, they do show in Wild Force, there is a lake on the floating island, so that's where all of our water-based challenges will be located on, because... Otherwise, it's an island in the sky, and we can't do anything with that. (laughs) We're swimming in the sky. (laughs) But, I mean, just picture it. You're playing Survivor, and then not only are you dealing with what I assume just regular animals, 
But now you're throwing in a Power Rangers twist. You've got big giant animal zords around. Yeah. So and, instead of hearing lions prowling, you're hearing a big lion zord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is our setting for Power Rangers Survivor, the Animarium. Now we're going to get into our draft casting. Like I said before, there are four tribes of four, young versus old, male versus female. Doug and I are each going to pick two for each team, and we also have our own alternates, so we have not shared our picks with each other. And we are not going to use any of the people that we had in our last Survivor Challenge. So we're giving this to a fair shot to all the other Rangers out there, so we're not using Tommy or Sestro, Kent, Ashley, Kendricks, Carter, Joel, Katie, Lucas, Ethan, Bridge, Sid, Xander, Chip, Dylan, Lauren, Coda, or Shelby. Last time, we did not use the seasons of Turbo, Wild Force, Ninja Storm, Operation Overdrive, Jungle Fury, and Mega Force, so perhaps you'll see some of those characters in our team today. So first, we will pick the older Saban-era guys this will be known as the Hyam tribe. For Hyam <laughs> of Saban. course it is. So, Doug, why don't you go first? Who is your first pick for this season? So, I do remember when we were casting for the first season, there were some people that felt like a perfect fit for our Brains versus Bronze versus Beauty theme, but just got beat out by other characters. So, one of those people that I felt just was so close and could have been really awesome on that first season, but didn't make it, is Billy. Oh, okay, excellent. Billy from MMPR. Billy was somebody that came to mind when we were talking about the Brains Tribe last time, but if I recall, he and some other folks were competing for the same spot, and those folks won out. Yeah, and it was just like, I mean, you have to have Tommy, and right. you know, we didn't want to put too much focus on any one season MMPR. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, yeah. Actually, my next pick is also from MMPR, and it's the obvious choice, Jason. Perfect. Jason from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We had Tommy last time. Now it's uh, Jason's time to shine. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think it's also interesting that they'll end up being on the same tribe. Yeah, especially with the new movie. It seems like they're friends in the new movie. But even back then in the original My Morphin, Jason really looked out for Billy. Yeah, absolutely. That mentorship and camaraderie from the early, early stuff in MMPR. We're seeing it again with the movie, which is cool. Yeah. What is your next pick? The person that came to mind that I really wanted, one, because I'm a fan, two, because it seems appropriate, and three, I just, I guess because he's awesome, is Leo. Oh, okay. Sweet. So, Leo from Lost Galaxy. Now, why Leo? Just because he's pretty cool? Leo, I do think is pretty cool. I think he's uh, pretty awesome. I think for the purpose of casting, it's interesting that you picked Jason and I picked Leo. I think that could be cool. As far as a casting perspective goes, these are small tribes, so there's nowhere to hide, which means you can't just sit back and hope nobody notices you. These two guys are going to notice each other for sure. Absolutely. And then my final pick for the older Saban era guys for Team Hyam. I actually chose this person because he's kind of an understated character at first, but he's beloved by many. And that would be Adam from Zio. Yes. Plus, I really like Johnny and Bosch. Yeah. This is interesting, too, because we end up with... Two Red Rangers who are both good leaders, strong leaders, straightforward and outgoing. And then we end up with Billy and Adam who are very much introverted guys. They're kind of, well, Billy's not really understated, but like you said, Adam's pretty understated for a while. Yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, this should balance out pretty nicely. Now we will move on to the older Saban-era girls, which this will be the Cheryl tribe for Cheryl Saban. (laughs) (laughs) Because why not? Doug, what is your first pick? This is tough because I have a bunch of people written for this, and I don't know how to rank them, especially because I don't know who you're going to pick. But this is... Just like my first pick with Billy, this is somebody that we talked about a lot when we were casting the first season, mm-hmm. but we didn't want to overrepresent a season. Yes. So, Jen. She was actually my alternate. Okay, cool. So, we have Jen from Time Force. Very strong personality. She was the leader of her Time Force Rangers from the future. So, yeah, strong personality, a, a great choice for a strong female lead of the tribe, maybe? Yeah, Absolutely. My next pick is someone that I think we also considered, but she was just overshadowed by some bigger personalities. I actually chose Cassie from Turbo. Hey, that was on my list as well, so that's perfect. Excellent. Tell me why you thought about Cassie. A couple episodes ago on Ranger Command, we did a the power transfer episode where we did a commentary on that. And... I forgot how much of an attitude that Cassie had, and she had a reluctance to being a Power Ranger at first, and she just has this no-nonsense whatever attitude that I think would really clash with some other personalities. Yeah. So she could be some great potential survivor material. Absolutely. No, I like it a lot. She was towards the top of my list, so I'm all about it. What is your next pick, if you can pick someone? Yeah, well, so I had it. It was weirdly ranked, but I do have certain people kind of listed as backups. And since Jen's on there and Cassie was somebody who was towards the top of my list, I think I'm going to go with Kelsey. Oh, she was my next pick. Perfect. So we can pick two from yours, I guess. (laughs) But... Uh, why did you pick Kelsey? I love Kelsey. You love Kelsey. We all love Kelsey. Kelsey deserves more love. Yeah. And I think that we had, again, it was a season we really liked. There was a lot of representation on the Brains versus Bronze versus Beauty yeah. season from her same season. Uh, so she was, again, somebody who only didn't make it because there were too many other people from that season. She's great. She's athletic. She's funny. She's charismatic. Um, she gets along with lots of people. This is what's interesting. I don't know if the game of Survivor is something that she would find super comfortable and that is compelling TV. Exactly. So since you took my alternate, and I mean, we picked my alternate. So, I mean, right now I've got three people that I've absolutely wanted on here. So that's great. So what is your next choice? Sure. So I don't know if this is necessarily going to jive with the tribe we have, but maybe that's compelling. Uh, but somebody else that I had written down was Taylor, because mm. Taylor is seen as the leader before the Red Ranger shows up. And she's often seen kind of clashing with that dynamic. So I think that could be interesting in a tribal situation. Plus, interestingly enough, she already knows the Animarium. Bingo! <laughs> This was her home. This is so familiar, guys. (laughs) All right. Now we are moving on to the younger Disney slash Neo Saban era guys, which we are calling Tribe Kalish for Bruce Kalish (laughs) of SPD fame. So my first pick, I wanted to go with someone really smart, someone who could be potentially very strategic and kind of a quasi leader without necessarily being the Red Ranger. So I picked Cam from Ninja Storm. Oh, I like that a lot because I'm a big fan of Cam. He's a technical genius, so I want his resourcefulness to come through on an island where you have to build a shelter and survive. Plus, technically, he's also a ninja, so there you go. Yeah, 
<laughs> no, I like that a lot. Cam, I'm, I'm a big fan of Cam. I can't ever complain with that. Cool. Who is your next pick? I am going to go with... Hmm, let's go with Jack. I think that could okay. be an interesting... Even though we only have half the tribe so far, I do think Cam and Jack could be an interesting combination. Yeah, for sure. I do like Jack. He's also, even though he's like a street kid... He also has that resourcefulness that you want to see on Survivor. Yeah. But I think a jungle setting will kind of put him out of his element in a little bit. Yeah. And maybe throw him off a bit. Absolutely. My next pick, I actually want to pick this person because they're a little bit more in touch with their animal spirit. So I'm going with Casey from Jungle Fury. Nice. He's also got the tiger, so, you know, I think you'd feel in place on, on the Animarium. And I liked that we saw him in Super Mega Force. I liked the little bit of evolution that we saw in his character there. You know, he's now he's a jungle master, and he's more at peace with his animal spirit and teaching others. So even though he is a leader, and in the show he was a little bit hot-headed sometimes, I think now with time passing, he's a much more tempered and calm person. Whereas I think he'd be a good balance to Jack, where Jack can be really hot-headed and passive-aggressive as well. Yeah, absolutely. Last time we did this, we talked about imagining these characters kind of in their latest iteration. Sometimes we fudged with that a little bit, but mostly we're thinking of these characters in the way that we saw them last. So I like Casey as a pick a lot because he's a character that grows a lot. And uh, because of that growth, you're right. He's going to balance out interestingly with Jack. And then what is your last pick? My last pick is going to be that person on Survivor that they pick because they're out of their element. (laughs) They are somebody that I think we are meant to root for because they're so kind of quirky and weird and they're a little bit of a spaz. I would really like to see Ziggy on an island. (laughs) Oh, that is awesome. (laughs) I think we're seeing, if you're watching the season that's airing right now in the fall of 2016, I think we're seeing somebody kind of like the way Ziggy would play. Kind of spastic, kind of a mile a minute as far as how they're thinking, and just sort of unpredictable because I don't know that they trust anything anyone's ever saying because they're stuck (laughs) on an island and they're a little bit neurotic. (laughs) I know exactly who you're talking about. Right. And and he would be, Ziggy would be the one to like stumble across a freaking idol and be like, it's mine. (laughs) I want it. Yeah. Uh, No, so far this is shaping up really well. And the only team that we have doubles of is MMPR at the moment. So uh, this is pretty good. Finally, we are moving on to the younger Disney Neo Saban girls, which we are calling Team Marchand for Jackie Marchand, (laughs) (laughs) who wrote and executive produced a lot of those seasons. So who is your first pick for this? I really want somebody who is a hot-headed female and not in the way that is just reacting to tough situations, but like overreacting to normal situations. So I choose Vita. Wow. Okay. I really like that. I think that is pretty fun. You know what I mean? I feel like she's the kind of character who you look at her wrong and she's going to get in your face, which on Survivor (laughs) you may not like, but you're on the edge of your seat. And it's, yeah, it's entertaining as hell. My next pick is someone who I think would do well also for that reason, but in more of like another laid back street sense way. Yeah. And that's Z from SPD. Nice. 
That would be a really entertaining tribe to watch. Z has always been great. It's going to be interesting to see if Jack and Z get paired up on the same team after the merge. Yeah. Because if they are, that's already a power couple in a way. Right, and that's not even just the fact that they're on the same season or the same team. They were connected before they were even Rangers. So yeah. like that goes way back, that connection. Yeah. Who is your next pick? This is kind of interesting because we've already picked two people who can be hotheads. And I think this person also could be, but it sort of just depends on who they're dealing with. But the next person I had written down was Kira, which I think... Makes for a weird tribe, but hey, we're not actual casting directors, so (laughs) anything could happen. All right, so we got Kira from Dino Thunder. All right, you're going to have to help me with this, because now I've got two. I've got my pick and my alternate. One is Kendall from Dino Charge, because I wanted to get someone on a newer season. Although, now that I'm thinking about it, we still don't know a lot about her. (laughs) We really don't. So maybe I'll go with my alternate, which could be very entertaining. She's smart, but at the same time, kind of thinks she's a little ditzy or or weird. And that would be Ronnie from Operation Overdrive. I was going to say that we might have made it through a second season of this show without having cast anybody from Operation Overdrive. So I'm actually glad you brought her up. Okay. One thing I will say, and I wonder if you ran into the same thing, I did think that some of the younger Disney women potentials were harder to choose from because I don't think it's as deep of a pool. I think some of those characters end up coming across the same. Right. Or maybe they're not the same, but they fit the same casting type on a show like Survivor. So it was probably my weakest pool. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I I really struggled with this. And I mean, we picked Shelby from Dino Charge and it's like, but really the only other woman ranger on that series is Kendall. Yeah. Unfortunately, she just doesn't do a lot. So I don't know why she was my first choice and Ronnie was the alternate, but I didn't want to ignore Operation Overdrive for a second season. It's still a season of Power Rangers. And even though it might not be our favorite, it's someone's. Here's the thing. It's not that Operation Overdrive has bad characters, especially when we're talking about the scope of Survivor. There are characters on that show with interesting circumstances that I think would translate well to Survivor. It's just tough because where do you put them? Yeah, you know? exactly. When you were leading up to your last pick, I pulled up the cast for Operation Overdrive. Not because I couldn't remember who they were, but I was worried I was missing somebody because I was like, there's got to be somebody that we could cast from that show. And there there really are. There's yeah. just only so many spots. For all Operation Overdrive's faults, I mean, some of the characters are compelling. Ronnie's like super enthusiastic. She's bold. She never gives up. Even when things look bad. Yeah. So I I think she's a great person to have as almost like a cheerleader type, that moral support that will really help their team even if they lose. Yeah. Which is funny because the other three on that tribe are likely to not like each other at all. Exactly. (laughs) And it's funny because this is a team of like three yellow rangers. Oh, that's true. And a pink ranger. Yeah, yeah. There really are good characters on Operation Overdrive as I look at them. And I believe, fact checkers can check me on this, but I believe we talked about some of them last time too. Yeah, exactly. So So now our game is cast. We are going to move on 
to the game. We are following along with the episode guide of Panama Exile Island. So just like last time, I have changed the episode names to fit Ranger in there or Power or something. So it's going to be fun. And just like last time, I have no idea what the titles are going to end up being, (laughs) which is great. (laughs) So we are moving on to episode one, the premiere The Ranger Exile. Dun, dun, dun. So all 16 castaways have arrived on what is later to be revealed as Gao Exile Island for the start of the game. In the first reward challenge, each of the four tribes will produce one representative who has to run across Gao Exile Island to find a pile of skulls. The representative must smash the skull that contains a tightly bound ball of fabric. Inside the fabric is either an amulet or a stone. Once the amulet is found, the representative must run back to their tribe mates. The first three teams to finish win flint to make fire. The losing tribe has to immediately pick one of their own to stay on Gao Exile Island, who would return in time for the next immunity challenge. I remember this being a very strange challenge to watch. Because they are just smashing these skulls. And you know they're paper mache or they're props or something. Right. But it's a really weird image. It so is. So have fun, Rangers. <laughs> yeah. And and plus they're just they're just running across this very small island. So it's just <laughs> yeah. you saw the overhead shots of like the helicopter or whatever. Yep. And it didn't have to pan far. It's like there they are. Okay, yep. then they're back. Yep. <laughs> it's very strange, but it's good, it's fun. All right, so now we have to pick who are they going to have be the runner and the smasher. I think Jason would be an obvious start for uh, Team Heim just because of the athleticism. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say Billy and Adam are not putting themselves forward in that situation. No, not at all. For Team Cheryl, I actually think people would pick Kelsey. I think so, too. I think she kind of exudes athleticism right off the bat, especially if she's wearing anything close to what she typically wears in the show, (laughs) which is athletic gear, right? So I think she just puts off that vibe. Yeah. Next for the Team Kalish, I think it might be Casey. You think so? Or Jack, because they might be able to use his phasing powers. He could just, like, phase through (laughs) trees. And just go straight for it. He just phases his hands through the skulls to feel which ones have what in them. (laughs) Knows exactly which one it is. I do think you're right, though. I think if we were talking about beginning of Jungle Fury Casey, there might be an argument over it. But I think older Casey is fine to let somebody else take that test. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going with Jack on this one. Sounds good to me. And now for uh, Team Marshand. This is fun. Ronnie. Because she (laughs) wants to go fast. (laughs) There you go. I don't even think of that. I was too busy thinking of them arguing and bickering. No, I just think she's so like, all right, let's ready to go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get let's get going. Let's do the challenge. That's and true. so I think they're like, wow, what is she on? Right? Exactly. <laughs> so we'll just let her do it. Exactly. All right. So as last time, we have our magic 20-sided die. I like that it's magic. <laughs> I don't know if it was magic last time. It's gained some power. It it, it has gained some power. So, for Jason, we'll roll this number, which is... What is that? I think it's the 20. Oh. (laughs) So, okay. For this challenge, they're the first ones back. So, Team Hyam, they're the first ones back with their skull. Team Cheryl gets a 3. Team Kalish also has a 3. 
And then Team Marshand has an eight, so we will roll again to break the tie. It's a close finish. Uh, so for Team Cheryl, they get a 17. And for Team Kalish, they get an 11. So Team Kalish is on the bottom. Jack is just not able to pull it off for whatever reason. <laughs> Which is odd. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Maybe he just wasn't feeling the challenge. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he was a little bit laid back. Out of this team, who do you think that they would sacrifice to go on Exile Island? Well, I guess the first question right off the bat is, is Jack somebody who's going to say, I screwed this up, I'll stay behind? Or is he going to say, let's figure it out, guys, and put anybody up? I think since we're going with the latest iteration of these characters, I think a younger Jack would have said, yeah, not my problem. I'm not doing it. But I think this time, I think he would own up. He's like, yeah, guys, I really screwed that one up. I'll stay behind. I think he's going to take one for the team this time. Yeah, he doesn't have that I'm better than everybody because I'm the Red Ranger mentality. Yeah, he grew out of that no longer the Red Ranger, not even a Power Ranger anymore. So, I I mean, really, yeah. But once a ranger, always a ranger. Next, we will move on to our immunity challenge. They begin on platforms in the lake. The tribes must race over a wall, dive into the lake, and swim to their tribe raft. The last person over the wall dives down to unclip a rope underwater, releasing the raft. The tribe then paddles the raft towards the shore. Once the tribe latches their raft to the hitching post on the shore, they race to solve a brain teaser puzzle, which releases a giant ring. The tribe then has the option to dig down several feet and search to uncover an answer key to solve the brain teaser. Once the ring is released, the tribe attaches it to a rope that they use to throw at a grappling hook to unfurl their tribe flag. The first three tribes to raise their flags win immunity. Doug, any thoughts on this immunity challenge? I don't remember it too well, but it is a pretty typical go through all these different steps. There's a grappling hook, there's a puzzle, there's a key. It's got everything a survivor challenge has ever asked for. All right, so let's just go down the list and roll. Team Hyam, they get a five. Cheryl gets a seven. Kalish also gets a five. This die is not weighted. And Marshand gets a six. So the two fives, Kalish and Heim. So Heim re-roll is a four, and Kalish is a three. Once again, Team Kalish is on the bottom. They were just not able to get it together. This is actually pretty surprising. What do you think is the thing that's holding them back? I think the thing that might be holding them back is Ziggy. (laughs) (laughs) Which is exactly why I cast him. (laughs) That is who he is meant to be. I think it's just not very great for them right now. (laughs) And they're just in a bad place. Uh, What do you think happens at Tribal Council? Well, this is the bummer, right? Because I did did want Ziggy around because he had the potential to be a long-term character. Losing the first immunity challenge is terrible for a character like this because all eyes are on you. So the big question becomes, are they going to go with the easy thing and say, like, Ziggy, you are going to be clearly the worst at challenges? Or is Ziggy able to pull something off in this small tribe with somebody like Cam or Casey or Jack? Here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking. Even though Ziggy is pretty neurotic, in RPM, he was pretty good at wheeling and dealing. Yeah. And really throwing himself into that mix. Who is he convincing on this tribe if he's convincing 
two other people to vote with him. If he's convincing anyone, I think it might be Jack, because I think Jack also comes from that streetwise type of attitude, and I think Ziggy can sense that. With Casey and Cam, it's a little different because... One of them was a leader, and the other was technically a mentor. Yeah. So what ends up happening? Is it, has Cam made an impression enough? Has Casey made an impression enough in their current iterations? Did Casey not step up and that makes him a target? Has Cam done anything yet that's pissed people off? I don't think Cam would have done anything to piss people off. I think during those first three days, you know, maybe he was helping set up the camp and thinking logistically where I kind of see Casey is more of like the Bruce character of this season where he's like, Bruce. (laughs) No, I mean, just like, (laughs) you know, maybe practicing meditation and maybe zenning out a bit because Casey is with all these other animal spirits in a way. And maybe he's really connecting with nature and they're just kind of like, dude, what's going on? (laughs) So is he the outcast? Like, is he spending too much time on the beach by himself doing yoga? I think that may be what's happening. Ooh, that's unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) Or can Ziggy only convince Jack to vote for one of them? And maybe Cam and Casey are thinking Ziggy is just useless. So now we have a toss-up situation, which maybe we have a tie and we got to do a tiebreaker fire starter. It could be. I mean, I could see that happening. In all honesty, I think you're probably right in who's gravitating towards who. I think Cam and Casey probably gravitate towards each other. I think Jack and Ziggy gravitate towards each other. And in a small tribe like this, trying to gain any sense of power is kind of based on like who you're put with. Who are you lucky enough to connect with? I could see it being a tie, and I think it would be quite interesting for the sake of television for it to go to a tie and for us to be in suspense over which one of these two pairs is going to gain power in this teeny tiny tribe. In a first episode. I think yeah. that would be even more interesting than Why the not? actual Panama. So let's do it. Who so is each side putting up? I think Cam and Casey are putting up Ziggy because he's weak. Yep. And that Jack and Ziggy are putting up Casey because he's not doing anything. All right. So it's between Casey and Ziggy. If you are not familiar with this, basically what happens is when you have a tiny group of people and they're tied and they are deadlocked in their votes, they do a fire-making challenge at Tribal Council, and whichever one of them makes fire faster to burn a log or burn a a string or something ends up getting to stay and the other person goes home. All right, so we are rolling for who wins this round, who is the fire. So Casey, first up, 14. Solid. That's pretty solid. And then Ziggy... Is a four. Ah. So Ziggy cannot make the fire. Well, Casey, his animal spear yeah. was with fire. and That does make sense. The die knew. <laughs> the 20-sided <laughs> die knew. And Damn. that really does make for an interesting episode. It's not that. It's actually really unprecedented, except for this one season, that any tribe would start with so few people. So for it to really just be right. deadlocked like that isn't something that's unimaginable. Yeah. Dang, I was really hoping he'd be that character. That guy that you're just like, how are you still here? How did you do this? I know. I know. We hardly knew you, Ziggy. (laughs) Before we move on to the second episode, how do you think the other teams are faring up right now? Uh, Team Heim. I have a feeling that Team Heim has their stuff together. I think that based on the fact that they found success, they were the first team to complete that very first challenge, right? Oh, they're on a high right now. Right. Hopefully they're on a high, which means they're working together. I think they've got two people who are able to lead. They've got two people who are able to follow. And all four of them are very, very capable. This is a strong group of guys. This is a very strong group of guys. And 
I don't think, even though Jason and Leo are Red Rangers, I think maybe because they connected with uh, from Forever Red. Yeah. I, I think these are two characters where they don't have an ego as a leader. Mm-hmm. So I think they're more in the spirit of working together than butting heads. Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. What about Cheryl? I think Cassie is really rubbing people the wrong way, especially someone that has a tighter control of their group like Jen. I think Cassie's the one that's really rubbing Jen the wrong way. So if Cassie's the one rubbing Jen the wrong way, do you see Jen and Taylor getting along? Because there's somebody more annoying than whatever tension they could have had? I think they do get along because, remember, the Time Force team visited Wild Force in their team-up. That's right. And I think they did get along. Perfect. So they already know each other. We didn't even think about that. But <laughs> that's, Hey, that's fine. That's what makes this fun. That does kind of leave Kelsey just there. And I, it doesn't surprise me, right? She's probably yeah. somebody who's working hard. She's contributed to her team. And I bet she's really just scoping things out and contributing and building camp and gathering stuff and letting everything play out in front of her. Yeah. I think out of anyone, Kelsey recognizes that this is a game. And it's just another game for her to conquer. Yeah, I like that a lot. All right, so now what about Team Marshand? I would like to think that Team Marshand is the disaster trap of this season. (laughs) But I could be wrong. We have no idea. Maybe they keep winning. But even if they keep winning, I cannot imagine that at least three of these four women are getting along. Vita, Z, and Kira, I just have to imagine, are rubbing each other wrong immediately. Oh, Absolutely, and I think in a close quarter situation like Survivor, we already know Z's terrible at that. I mean, her roommate <laughs> situation with Sid was a disaster. Yep. And I can see Vita being Z's Sid this yeah. season because Vita is more like, yo, whatever, and just kind of doing her own thing. Yeah. And she might be a little messy. And not give a crap. Right. I could totally see that. But, I mean, Z was also messy, but I think their personalities would clash. I think so, too. And if we're talking about different crossovers and who has had some sort of connection, there is a connection on this tribe, which could further Vita being somebody that's rubbing one person the wrong way and, as a result, rubbing two people the wrong way. And I think if we're talking about their early dynamic, even though all three of these people might not get along very well. Yeah. I think Vita's probably the least likely to get along along with the whole group. Because Z and Kira have interacted before. I don't know if we're going to see a whole lot of them being super, super cohesive, even though they've worked together. Right. Here's another thing. Remember, Kira worked with Ronnie before in the Operation Overdrive. (laughs) 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 Once a ranger to So Vita really, really needs to pull her out challenges. Yeah. she needs this tribe to win. Yeah. So, so that's what she's feeling right now. Uh, she's feeling the pressure because the three other girls, they're already like kind of connecting. Oh, yeah, how have you been since blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I guess <laughs> I'm just over here. Whatever. I'm actually glad we don't cast specifically with crossovers in mind because it creates interesting dynamics. And on Survivor, you never know who you're going to connect with. Yeah. So this is kind of like that. Let's move on to episode two. So right now, Ziggy is out. He is the first one out of the game, unfortunately. Because, yeah, I I would have liked to see him be that character, that guy. Still ends up being a great episode. Maybe he can come back for an all-star season. Yeah, who knows? Our next episode, episode two, is Ranger Down. 
town, where, following a terrible storm, the tribes gather for a reward challenge and are shocked to learn that they are going to be rearranged. Two teams are disbanded, with all remaining contestants spread out across the new Shayla and Animus tribes of seven people each. To set this up from a television viewing standpoint, this was super weird when I watched it because they started the season off with four tribes, which at the time was completely unprecedented. They'd never done it before. So it was really cool to see, one, four different tribes, and two, four teeny tiny tribes and then here comes episode two, and they're like, nah, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we have two tribes. So they end up merging all these tribes into just two instead of four. Yeah. And the twist with this, because if you're counting along, we have 15 people here. So someone is left over as a result of the odd number castaways. And as a twist, they are actually granted immunity and sent to Gao Exile Island for three days until Tribal Council, where they would join the tribe that loses the next immunity challenge. So now we are going to pick the Shayla and Animus tribes, and we are going to mix up all of the names. Ooh, okay, we don't need Ziggy anymore. Yeah, Ziggy's gone. R.I.P. Ziggy. All right, so basically what we're doing, because we aren't them, and it would take forever to try to get into the heads of what each person would do and who they would pick and whatnot, we're just putting all the names into a box, and we're pulling them out, and that's how we're making the choice. Yeah, exactly. So this is completely random. Filler music. <laughs> I'm just doing stuff. Don't mind me. I was writing before, and you couldn't hear me, but now you can, because I'm folding paper. I like that we have Cole over here just kind of overseeing things. He's like, don't mess up my island. Right? You know, keep it cool. Earlier on in the episode when I was talking about Leo, I was dumb and I almost said like, oh, and we have him sitting right next to me because I was thinking Leo and Lion. I was like, oh, God, that's not Leo. (laughs) Which is why when you were like, there was no crossover there. I was like, did I mess this up again? (laughs) All right. I am shaking them up. You can hear me shaking them all right, so There's how a are lot we of doing this? Are we picking one and just separating them back and forth? Yeah, back and forth. So right. Shay- Team Shayla. Team Shayla. Do you remember, I guess this doesn't really matter because I've already mixed them up, but just for the sake of my memory, do you remember, did they have to do back and forth men and women or something? It was something like that where I think, no, I think it was like a rock situation where they either got like one color rock or shell. Probably. And they had to try to pick like... Some sort of even thing. We don't care. We don't care about the gender breakdown or anything. Yeah. We're just going to go for it. So, the first person who is ending up on the Shayla tribe is Taylor. Appropriate. <laughs> exactly. The first person that ends up on the Animus tribe, then, is Kelsey. So, we had two Cheryl members already split up. That's nice for the sake of mixing things up. Next for the Shayla tribe. Jack ends up on the Shayla tribe. Next for the Animus tribe. Is Kira. Next person on Shayla is Ronnie. Oh boy. So it looks like so far we're splitting up the original teams pretty quickly. Which I think is fun when it comes to the show, at least. Yeah. The more combinations, the better, and the more crazy the game ends up getting. Animus Tribe ends up with Casey. They are getting split up pretty evenly. That's pretty cool, because each tribe so far has one Cheryl, Marshand, and, yeah. and Kayla so far, yeah. yeah. Next for Shayla. Adam is selected onto the Shayla tribe, which ends up continuing our trend of one per tribe for each of these new tribes. Cassie ends up on the Animus tribe. We got Casey and Cassie. That's not going <laughs> to get confusing. 
That'll be fun for us. It'll also be great at Tribal Council when people don't know how to spell Casey and Cassie. <laughs> oh, no. Who do you vote mean? for Casey. Oh, no. Accidental vote for Cassie. All right. Next with the Shayla tribe. It's Jen. Next for Animus. Billy is on Animus. Leo ends up on the Shayla tribe. All right. Next for Animus. Animus selects Vita. And then the last one for Shayla. This is where it gets interesting because now everybody's worried that they're the last pick and they're worried that they're going to end up on Exile Island. So Cam is relieved. He's on a tribe and he's on Shayla. Is that Ninja Storm or Ninja Steel? <laughs> Ninja Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. Uh, and then the last one for the animus. The last person selected to be on a tribe is, appropriately, the last letter of the alphabet, Z. <laughs> SPD Martian. Emergency! <laughs> so who is now left over? Can you figure it out? Just As by, a result, uh, I'm not keeping track right now. It's Jason. Oh my god! So somehow, Jason does not get picked to be on a tribe. That's weird. Super weird. Like, are they all threatened by his masculine awesomeness? Or I don't what? know. <laughs> What's weird about it is, at this point in the game, they are aware that on Exile Island, there is hidden an immunity island. Yes. Right? Something we didn't mention yet, but... One thing that frequently happens with Exile Island is there ends up being a hidden immunity idol on the island that you can search for. So it is interesting that Jason wouldn't get picked, because if that idol weren't there, I could see them trying to weaken Jason, but I don't know. It's weird because they're still in tribal mode. Yeah. All right, so now we've got Jason. He's left over. Now they have to do the reward challenge and the immunity challenge without Jason. So we've got two new teams going on. For reward challenge, the two new tribes must race through an obstacle course, collecting six wooden snake zords along the way. The tribes will collect two snake zords at each of the three stations. Each tribe must delegate one player to carry all six snake zords throughout the entire course. The first tribe to cross the finish line with all of their snake zords wins a fishing spear bait, and a raft. I'd say that's a pretty good reward for carrying around six snake zords. <laughs> They're tiny. <laughs> oh, okay. Teeny tiny snake zords. <laughs> they, they grow larger when you need them to. <laughs> I wasn't going there, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we get into this reward, let's talk about the mix-up now that we have with these tribes. We've got Taylor from Wild Force, Jack SPD, Ronnie Overdrive, Adam from Zeo, Jen from Time Force, Leo from Lost Galaxy, and Cam from Ninja Storm on the Shayla tribe. We have a good mix of men and women and a good mix of seasons. Yeah. I think it's interesting that Jack and Z are split up. They saw each other before. Now there's no opportunity there to maybe have a power couple. Yeah, if they were hoping to be on the same tribe, they uh, did not get their wish. And then on the Animus tribe, we have Kelsey, Kira, Casey, Cassie, (laughs) Billy. I put Bill for some reason. Bill. (laughs) Billy, Vita, and Z. So we have like three of the Marshan tribe. We've got... 
Vita, who's probably still pissing Kira and Z off. Mm-hmm. But Vita has a chance to connect with Cassie and Kelsey. There's a lot of C's and K's on this team. There really are. And Kelsey, you- Kira, Cassie, <laughs> Casey. <laughs> Somehow I knew this would happen. <laughs> I just knew. I could feel it. It would just be the worst for me. <laughs> Let's roll to see if the Shayla tribe or the Animus tribe gets this one. For Team Shayla, they get a 7. And for the Animus tribe, they get an 18. Whoa. So the Animus, <laughs> the Animus tribe gets reward. They get fishing spear, bait, raft. I mean, everything you can to fish on this enormous lake. That's in the middle of uh, the Animarium. I bet Billy is thrilled to go hunting some fish. <laughs> no, <Morbid>. he's not. <laughs> and maybe he's the one that loses the spear. <laughs> On <from>. accident. <laughs> All right, they're happy. I'm sure Kelsey used a lot of her athleticism. I think Billy was useless with this challenge, <laughs> but... I mean... (laughs) Z duplicated herself five times and each one of them carried a snake. And technically that's within the rules because it's the same person. Exactly. (laughs) So I think they just crushed it. (laughs) And the other team's like, what is happening? How'd they end up with so many tribe members? (laughs) So next we move on to the immunity challenge. And remember, all this time... Jason is stuck on Exile Island. Do you think that with these three days, Jason was able to find the hidden immunity idol? I do think that Jason is somebody who could have. I don't, we haven't talked about how it's going to get found, so I don't know if we're going to roll for it or if we're just going to give it to whomever ends up on the island during the round that it's found or what, but we could talk about it. I think we should play it as the person that got sent first there that found it. Because that would be in the original season that was Terry. The first 20 minutes on Exile Island, he found it. I mean, yep. he, he bragged about that the entire season. Yep. So we'll be paying attention to when that happens in our game. And that person, whoever ends up there, is going to end up with that immunity idol. Yep. Which does mean that this time around, Jason... Didn't find it. Which is weird, because I bet you he's the type of person who's putting in lots of work to figure it out. I bet he is, too. And I think also at the same time, he feels bad because he's not connecting with a new tribe. And he's losing some social points there. Yeah. All right, so... With the immunity challenge, the tribes must transport a giant gose head from the lake to the beach. Each tribe has a boat anchored to the bottom of the lake with a large wooden box. In addition, each boat has six holes filled with rubber plugs. Five tribe members have to pull out the plugs and begin bailing out water of the boat, while the other two tribe members jump into the water and start moving the boat by pulling the anchor towards shore. Once the boat is clipped onto the hitching post, it's a race up the beach to put the anchor on the finished mat. The first tribe to put the Gose head on the Tensu body wins immunity. <laughs> I can't focus with that image. <laughs> <laughs> well, huge Gose head. Teeny tiny Tensu body. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> Because in the in the 
original Survivor, it was like some zombie head that they had to put on. And I'm like, wait, a floating head? That's Gosei! That's Gosei! And I think, well, he doesn't have a body to connect to, so we're just going to stick him on Tetsu. Now I'm just imagining like a huge Gosei head like rolling around spastically like, ah! Or, oh. Oh, <laughs> Rangers. Oh. oh, God. All right. Where even are we? <laughs> I don't know, but we're rolling for Shayla right now. Whoa. And uh, it's a two. That's bad. <laughs> That's very bad. Animus tribe. Uh, it's a 20. So pretty clear that Animus is the tribe that's crushing it. <laughs> Maybe because those extra Zs. <laughs> They're super crushing it. So sent to the tribal council is uh, the Shayla tribe. And Jason uh, returns to sit in on the council because he will be replacing whoever loses. Yeah. So... This is a lot to talk through because we've got seven different people. Yeah. So let's connect here. First of all, it's pretty evenly split. We have two from the Cheryl tribe, Jen and Taylor, who are we've already established are pretty buddy-buddy. We've got Jack... And Cam, both from the Kalos tribe. And I think they're pretty cool with each other. Yeah, they're probably fine. I don't think anything that they had going on the first time is going to carry over into this tribe. Right. And we also have Adam and Leo on the Hyam tribe. So really, the person out right now on the odds out is Ronnie. She's all alone. She doesn't have a tribe member to back her up. And I think now that they see that Jason is there, I think Leo and Adam, they're going to go for the person with the lowest hanging fruit, which might be Ronnie at this point. And I don't think that's unheard of this early in the game. Anything that makes you different, anything that disconnects you from the group, is a good reason for someone to vote for you. Right. I think Leo and Adam see an opportunity because no matter what, they are gaining Jason. So already they will have a three-person majority in this new tribe. Yep. And I think they're going to seize that opportunity. So I think Adam might connect a little bit more with some of the more subdued people of the tribe. Maybe Cam, who's a little bit more laid back. And I think that Leo is really connecting with the leaders of the other team. So Taylor, Jack, I think he's really connecting with them to say, hey, I think we have to get Ronnie out of here. I think she's the weakest out of all of them. I actually just realized that in some way or another, everybody on this tribe also has been in a leadership role except for Ronnie. Jen was in a leadership role. Taylor was in a leadership role. Jack, Leo, Adam at one point was in a leadership role. And Cam was a mentor. There are way too many things, I think, connecting these six people to put Ronnie out of this group. I I do think she's probably considered low-hanging fruit, an easy outsider for them to go after. And it's an early vote. It's probably something where they're not trying to ruffle any feathers. Yeah, I I think you're right here. And um, I think it's pretty clear that she's out. I think so, too. The interesting thing about that is that adds one more leader to this tribe of leaders. Which, considering they're a losing tribe right now, I don't know if that's a great thing. I think tensions are high. There's too many leaders that are going to (laughs) spoil the pot in this one. Yeah. 
And I think they're going to quickly butt heads with each other. Yep, that's because their main conflict on their beach. In that instance, there's so many leaders that no one is leading. And I think that is the biggest mess, which could contribute to them failing more if they do. Yeah, it's bad enough to have two people trying to lead a tribe. It's worse to have seven people trying to lead seven people. Yeah. Jason joins this group, and now we have a Heim team lead. So now we move on to episode three, Ranger Fights Snake Dinners. (laughs) So the reward challenge, using a giant slingshot... Three tribe members will be the launchers, while the other four will stand on a balance beam over the water. One tribe member will launch a ball to the other four, who must catch it before it hits the water. The first tribe to catch five balls wins a kerosene lantern, water canisters, blankets, pillows, rope, and a tarp. This reward, by the way, is ridiculous. They get so much stuff. They get a lot of stuff. <laughs> they really, really I mean, do. Th- this is a lot of comfort oh. for very early on in the game. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about who's going to be good at this challenge, but I'm really curious, based on what this <laughs> challenge is, since it involves balancing and catching and all this stuff, who's going to be terrible at this challenge? Oh, my gosh. Like, Billy's <clears throat> probably not going to be super great, right? Right. I think Billy is going to be one of the slingshot people. I don't think he's out there balancing, <laughs> jumping off to catch these things in the middle of the water. They're going to be like, no, no, Billy, you can you can handle the slingshot. It's a gadget. It's right up your alley. Exactly. And he can, like, calculate trajectories. <laughs> I think he's best suited for that. Perfect. But out of the Shayla tribe, I think they're all so athletic. I think Adam might be a little bit uncomfortable just because... I think now, out of the team of leaders, he's maybe one of the more subdued type of leader types. Yeah. Um, back up. I think we're thinking more of the shy Adam. The last time we saw Adam was Operation Overdrive, and he kicked ass. He did kick ass, and he was a badass. He still wasn't like a strong-headed, fiery That's leader. right. He, he was still more of like the, yeah. all right, guys, we can do it. And yeah. I'll show you how it's done, kind Which of a thing. Could be an advantage on this tribe of yeah. straightforward or hothead yeah. people. Yeah. So we will roll for the Shayla tribe. How well do they do in this reward challenge? A two. <laughs> what is going on with the Shayla tribe? Disaster. <laughs> and, then, and then the Animus tribe, a 19. I thought that said one at first, and I was going to say, what are the odds? But <laughs> no, it's definitely not a one. It's another blowout. Another blowout. And Team Shayla, it just supports our fact that there's so many leaders that they're all trying to give out orders and direction that they are just falling apart. Yeah, I can see it. All right, so Animus wins kerosene lantern, water canisters, blankets, pillows, (laughs) rope, and a tarp. They are sitting pretty to build a shelter right now. Yep. Moving on to the immunity challenge. Each team will compete in varying matchups, racing head-to-head to five circles in the sand. Buried within each circle is a bag. The tribes must dig and find the bag, and then get back to the finish mat. To score, there must be at least one hand on the bag, while any part of the body touches the finish mat. The first tribe to score three wins immunity. So, there's five rounds here. Yep. All right. This is a challenge Shayla should be good at, because it's physical. We'll see. First round. Let's just go down the list. It's Taylor versus Kelsey. So for Shayla, they get 10. Animus, they get a 1. 
So Taylor just busts it out and beats out Kelsey. Next, we've got Jack versus Casey from Jungle Fury. They were both on the Kalish tribe, so we got a rivalry right off the bat. So for Team Shayla, Jack gets a 19. Solid. <laughs> and Casey gets a 6. Jack was able to kill it, so Shayla is a 2 for 0. Next, we'll have Adam versus Billy. So they, oh. they know each other, so this could get interesting. Shayla gets an 11. And then Billy gets a 12. Dang! Billy is somehow able to pull ahead and get it. Next, we have Jen versus Kira. So, for Shayla, a 6. And then Kira, for Animus, a 10. She just screams a lot. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) So now, this is the tiebreaker round. It all comes down to this. What a good challenge. Yeah, and this is Leo versus Casey. Shayla gets a 19. Animus, they get a 1. Whoa. So Casey was not able to unleash his full jungle spirit. (laughs) (laughs) And when I say this was Leo, so they're both like cat based type rangers. Leo just ripped his shirt off in a rage. It was just like. Casey just couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. He was just like, what? Oh, buddy, did we start or what? So, yeah, Shayla, they were finally able to pull together and win a challenge, which sends Animus to Tribal Council. Which is interesting because, as you did point out, there are only two guys on Animus. And as we look at it, I'm wondering if that's going to make any sort of difference at all. We already talked about how Kira and Z were connected early on, which means they're probably still working together. Sure. But that they didn't get along with Vita, and Vita now has all these resources to work with if people will work with her. So I think the immediate reaction is Kira and Z are probably conflicting with Vita. So who gets the majority on their side? I think Z might see it from... A strategic position because even though Vita is on kind of the lower outs of their team, we still have a Marshand majority here. So even if they don't like each other, as long as they can work together, they're good to go, which we do see end up happening in the actual season of Survivor Panama. An alliance of people who hated each other were quite effective. Exactly. But now... The question is, who are they targeting? Are they going to make this an all-girls alliance and vote out one of the guys? Well, the question is, are Kelsey and Cassie going to go for the all-girls alliance that Z, Kira, and Vita are pitching to them? Or are they more likely to take the majority with Casey and Billy as a foursome? And here's the thing. I don't think Kelsey or Cassie would be up for that women's alliance i think they might find it a bit manipulative especially cassie because she is just so no nonsense i don't think she would really like their attitude of z vita and kira so z kira and vita are kind of seen as this sneaky group of girls who are all on the same tribe to begin with and are trying to force things to happen yep so if kelsey and cassie aren't with it they just need to figure out if casey and billy are down with them moving forward I think they notice that right now they have a Marshand alliance. So I think Kelsey and Cassie are saying to Billy, I think they're going to appeal to Billy's analytical nature and say, look, we have to work together on this. 
They're already trying to form an alliance. We got to break that up. And Billy is a numbers guy, I imagine, in this context. They have the numbers to take out a group that has a lot of numbers. Yeah. And I think Casey, I think he would be down with that because he's a jungle master, because he was a leader. He does want to gain, even though he's a bit morally back, in the end, he still wants to gain the upper hand and defeat the enemy, quote unquote. (laughs) So I think the foursome beats out Marshand. Now, who are they targeting exactly? I think it probably comes down to... Are they going to go for the person that they see is leading this group, or are they going to go for the person that they think is going to hurt them the most in the challenges? I think that's what it would boil down to. I wouldn't be surprised if Kelsey and Casey are interested in keeping a stronger challenge competitor. Right. Um, And I think they would want to keep Z, especially with her duplication powers. Right. So then it comes down to Kira and Vita whichever one of them is more likely to be worse in challenges. I don't know. Who do you think that is? Mm. Vita can turn into a soccer ball. Does that count for something? (laughs) (laughs) And a fan. (laughs) That's true. They might want to keep her around camp just for that. I do think, though, as great as a fan would be, I think Vita is probably the one who's going to rub people the wrong way more than Kira. I think, if nothing else, they're going to see it as a numbers advantage, and they're going to see it as getting rid of somebody that annoys them. I agree, too. I wouldn't even be surprised, honestly, and this doesn't really matter too much based on how the numbers are falling. Sure. But I wouldn't even be surprised if Z and Kira got wind of who their target was and just said, okay, fine. We don't even like it that much anyway. Wow. I think that might happen, too. Either way, it sounds like it's either a 4-3 to vote or it's a (laughs) 6-1 to vote, and Vita just ends up screwed. Yeah. Sorry, Vita. I think you're gone. Makes sense to me. Vita is out. Which is a bummer because I'm a fan. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So each team has lost a a member. And now it's more even. There's two Cheryl. There's two Marshand. There's a Kalish and a Heim. So for for Animus, I mean, it's kind of balanced the scales a bit. Yep. Moving on to episode four. Starvation and Power Down. This is an important episode because after the reward challenge, somebody is being sent to Gao Exile Island, and this is the round in the show where the immunity idol ends up being discovered. So something important will happen in this round, but we have to figure out who wins the challenge first. (laughs) Exactly. So for the reward challenge, each tribe gets six floating puzzle pieces. One tribe member at a time will swim out, dive down, unclip a puzzle piece, and bring it back to the puzzle frame. Once the piece is placed in the puzzle frame, the next person can go out. When all six of the puzzle pieces have been collected, the tribe may start assembling the puzzle by matching corresponding symbols on each side of every piece. The first tribe to get it together correctly wins rolls of toilet paper, bath essentials, and a fully functional outhouse. Can we talk? about how easy these fools had it. You get toilet paper in an outhouse. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever, Survivor. Toilet paper in an outhouse? That's huge. Yep. Because that outhouse can kind of double as a shelter if things get bad. (laughs) Yeah. I believe this was sponsored by Charmin. Great outhouse. Good job, Charmin. (laughs) All right. Someone on Shayla is sitting out this round. Yeah, someone's sitting out. Chances are, since it's a swimming challenge, it's just whoever we think would be least likely 
to be the best swimmer. I don't know that there's really anybody who stands out, so I don't know that it really matters too much. Maybe it's Taylor. Maybe she's like, you know what? I'm better in the air, guys. <laughs> I, I'm Out of my element. <laughs> Water's not my thing. So, okay, she, Taylor is sitting out of this one. So, Shayla hits a 20. All right, they've gained momentum. Animus gains an 18. They were almost there. Yeah, but they're not getting the toilet paper. So, <laughs> I know. So, that means not only did Animus get fishing spear, bait, raft, kerosene, tarp, all that stuff. Finally, the Shayla tribe gets something of value. And they get toilet paper, bath essentials, and an outhouse. That is huge. Oh, yeah. So, that means someone from Animus is going over to Gao Exile Island. Shall we choose one of them out of a box to determine who is going? Or should we talk about the Animus tribe choosing the person that goes? Even though it was close, I don't think that Billy was great in the water challenge. Maybe because there was a lot of fish around. <laughs> He's like, no. Has anybody from the Animus tribe been to Exile Island yet? I don't. No, know it's only Jason. Have. Only Jason has. So then they're choosing to send somebody there knowing that none of them have ever been there. ever had a chance to get the idol right so i wonder how they choose this is a tribe that's basically all about strength so are they going to try to hinder the strongest player or are they going to try to weaken their weakest link further it really boils down to whether they choose casey who i think they would identify as the strongest person whether it's true or not yeah or billy who i think in this challenge they would identify as the weakest link if they're worried about the idol that could come into play as well. Who would they rather have it? I think they would rather let Billy have it just because... No, I don't... Not even Billy. Well, there are three people from Billy's original tribe on the other tribe. So if there's any sort of hope, if they're not sure if it's still out there or not, if they think there's a chance oh, that's right. that the idol's still there, they could send Billy in hopes that if it's there, he finds it, and then they can potentially bring him back in. If they are successful at doing so. So I wouldn't be surprised. They could also pull it off as we're sending your weakest link. At that point, I think they want to cripple their already weakest player. So I think they're going for the jugular and sending Billy over. Which ends up having a potentially positive effect if that plays out later on for them as far as original tribal lines go. So it's official. Because Billy went to Gao Exile Island in the fourth round, Billy is the one who has the hidden immunity idol. And I think he solved the clues very accurately and fast because of his intellect. And he was able to find it in 20 minutes, just like Terry did in the original Panama Exile Island. Exactly. It's no surprise. It makes perfect sense. Billy's got an idol. All right. We move on to the immunity challenge, where one person is seated in a chair attached to a pulley, while another person is situated directly above them in a crow's nest, where an empty water drum hangs. The other four main tribe members are together in pairs, which will race across a balance beam carrying buckets. <laughs> buckets. Buckets. <laughs> Once they reach the water, they must dip their bucket, bucket in, get water, race back, and empty the water into a larger pail. The person in the crow's nest will pull that pail up and empty the water into the drum. As the drum takes on water, it will lower, but the person in the chair will rise until they are high enough to pull a pin, releasing the tribe's flag. The first tribe to release their flag wins immunity. This is a cool challenge. I would like to see it again. It's pretty neat. All right. So, Shayla, 
15. Solid. Animus. 14. Oh. They were so close. Close, but they have some terrible momentum going right now. Yeah, Lack it's of. bad. It's bad. Shayla, now I think they're finding their rhythm. Even though there's a bunch of leaders on the team, I think they're finally realizing each other's strengths and coming together. They've all learned that the only way a team works is if the team works together. There can't be one person in charge, in control all the time. Makes perfect sense. It does. So Animus, they are sending someone home. And we have two Cheryl tribe, Kelsey and Cassie. We've got two Marshan tribe with Z and Kira. And then we've got Billy and Casey who do not have backup. And right. Potentially, the- Billy does have the idol. I mean, in their minds... That should always be in the back of their mind, that did he come back with an idol? Right. Last Tribal Council, Kelsey, Cassie, Casey, and Billy voted together against the threesome of Z, Kira, and Vita knocking Vita out. The question is, do they stick with that, or are they suspicious enough of Billy to try to go after him? The thing that's interesting about this idol in this season, because it's an early season, is that it can actually be used after you know you're going home to save you after the fact. So it's a lot more dangerous than idols typically are. So the question of whether you go up against it carries a lot more weight. Do they go the easy route and keep picking off the three younger women? Or does somebody manage to make a move? Is anybody in the foursome of Kelsey, Cassie, Casey, and Billy eager to change the game at this point? I think if anyone was going to change the game, it would be Cassie. Yeah? Is this the time for Cassie to switch sides and go against, well, three people? That really only... It's an even number. It's not a great time to make a move. Yeah, it's really not. So she might be biding her time a bit. Unless she teams up with the other girl, Kelsey, or has a bond with Casey and works with one of them to make a switch in the majority. But I really don't see her having that relationship with either of them at this point. So you think this is probably a foursome that's going to ride this foursome for a little while at least? I think so. So who do they go after, Z or Kira? It's tough because they're both really strong people. And I still think that they would want to keep Z around just to win a challenge. Like, they're already desperate to win a challenge. Yeah. Even though they haven't done great yet, I think they're keeping Z in their back pocket for basically her power. Sure. They're just going to use her for her civilian power at that point. Yeah, I think that, that makes sense. I don't think there's anything Z or Kira are really able to do about it. No. Um, So I think the one powering down is Kira. She's out. I like that. Powering down. (laughs) Kira is out. Job spoken. Z is not in a good spot. Although, if she's known what the votes are, she can continue to vote with the majority, hopefully win people over, but it still looks pretty grim. Wow, so Animus is looking a bit anemic right now. This is looking pretty bad for the Disney-era Rangers. (laughs) Four of them have gone in a row. Mm-hmm. So, episode five, for Ranger's sake, ah! the reward challenge. Each tribe will designate a retriever to transport rice, beans, and fish from a boat to the shore. The retriever must race out, retrieve one item, bring it back to the shore, then toss the item to their teammates who will be lined up. The item will be tossed from one person to the next until it reaches the last person who will toss into the appropriate bin. Once the item is in the bin, the retriever must go out and get another item. The first two items are a bag of rice and a bag of beans. Thereafter, the other items are fish. 
Once a fish gets to the end of the line, the last person must chop off its head and the tail before throwing the body into the bin. The first tribe to eight wins all the items that were used in the challenge. Fish, rice, spices, and wine. The losing tribe is given a choice between the sack of beans or a sack of rice. So, everyone gets something. (laughs) Everyone. I also think this challenge, one, is hilarious to actually watch, but two, imagine Billy trying to catch these fish. Oh my god, he's he's like, (laughs) No, no, not another one. With Billy on an already losing team, Oh god. This might not go well for them. Or is this the time Billy conquers his fear? Yeah. We'll find out. So with Shayla, a seven. With Animus, a nine. Billy stepped up. Billy stepped up. (laughs) So this means that the Animus tribe gets all the food. Yeah, which is pretty huge. This is great for a morale booster. It's great for a physical boost, Mm -hmm. especially going into an immunity challenge. The Shayla tribe, they really don't care. They still have all the fishing equipment, all that stuff. So I think they're cool with just like a sack of rice and we're done. Yeah. All right. Going to the immunity challenge. Each tribe must send three members to pedal out to collect org skulls from four coffins sitting on the ocean floor. Each time a coffin is found, someone must dive underwater, open the coffin to find an org skull puzzle piece. They'll then untie the puzzle piece and bring it back to the boat. Once all four org skull puzzle pieces have been collected, they will return them to shore. The two remaining tribe members will use those four puzzle pieces to build an org skull pyramid. The first tribe to build their org skull pyramid and place the gold skull on top wins immunity. You were not kidding when you said this was like a good Halloween season. <laughs> They're chopping heads off of stuff. They're collecting skulls out of coffins. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Team Shayla has to sit two people out. Who are they sitting out this round? They can't sit Taylor again, right? Because they did that last time. I think they're going to sit out Adam. He might not be the best. Fair enough. Who else are they sitting out? Who doesn't get a shot? I think Leo might sit this one out. All right. Doesn't want to have anything to do with those org skulls and those coffins. (laughs) He's like, you know what, guys? I don't need that. Hard pass. (laughs) So, Shayla Tribe gets a a one. Oh, God. Animus (laughs) gets a 12. They knocked it out. They finally won. They're not going to Tribal Council. This is the first time that Shayla is going to Tribal Council. With Jason. Yes. Which is interesting because this is the first time that this trio is going to get a chance to do something, assuming they haven't gotten on each other's nerves. I can't imagine that Jason, Leo, and Adam are butting heads in any way. So I think that's probably the power trio to pay attention to. What's interesting is, unlike the other tribe, I don't imagine that Jason, Leo, and Adam are being perceived in the same way that Z, Kira, and Vita were. Right. Because I think the other people in the tribe would gravitate towards those types of personalities instead of against them. So you have a lot of leaders who aren't going to necessarily see them as these conniving, scheming people. Especially because both Adam and Leo set out this challenge. Maybe people are resentful towards the Hyam members. They could. I mean, if they see that Leo and Adam could have helped in this challenge, or if 
they weren't offering up their strength that could be a point of contention. Yeah, I don't think it's really coming up. So how are we going to play this? Because we do have two Cheryl members, Taylor and Jen. We also have two Kalish members, Jack and Cam. So it sounds like what they're probably going to do, these three from the from the Saban era, from the Haim tribe, are probably going to try to court one of those two pairs. The question is, are they going to gravitate towards Jack and Cam, or are they going to gravitate towards Taylor and Jen? My guess is because they are already three leaders, mm-hmm. they're going to have less contention with Taylor and Jen, who were leaders, but have learned not to necessarily lead all the time, which, as frustrating as it is for the Power Rangers series, right. it is a good thing that they have already learned. And I think these three won't find them threatening, even though probably should. Yeah, Jen and Taylor, they're a power force to be reckoned with. I mean, no pun intended. But <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. As it came out, I'm like, God. <laughs> beautiful poetry, though. But I do think you're right. Those two are people that... Others should be worried about, but when you have Jack, Jason, Leo, maybe not so much Adam, but when you have those three guys on the right. tribe, they're good leaders, but they're also strong alpha males. Yeah. And I think just based on the way that Survivor forces some of these social dynamics to play out, they are probably going to worry less about Taylor and Jen, who are in a minority and probably not trying to ruffle feathers, right. than they would about someone like Jack who they're going to probably see as a bigger threat to their physical hero-type game. And I think Jack is really the target here, unfortunately, as much as I love SPD, because Cam, even though he's a leader, it was more in that mentor role. So I still think that the rest of the team is looking to him as kind of that older group member, even though he's from the newer seasons, he's still someone that has fulfilled that mentor type and they're still looking to him for guidance. Yeah, I can see that. He's not somebody who's really butting heads with anybody. I think he's offering good advice and he's helpful around camp. So yeah, I buy that for sure. I wouldn't even be surprised if those three looked to Taylor and Jen as the pair they wanted to work with. I could also see Taylor and Jen having been forced to take a back seat, bonding with camp. And so maybe this is a situation where Jack kind of gets pushed out. Cam doesn't like it, but Cam's in a weird position. So who knows? Maybe it's it's unanimous Jack, or maybe it's something where Taylor and Jen end up cozying up to Cam later. But I do think you're right. Jack is probably the person people are looking at. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think uh, Jack is out this round. All right. Bummer. <laughs> SPD. No. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. SPD emergency. We have a man down. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, for Ranger's sake, Jack is out. (laughs) Next, we move on to episode six, Salvation and Depowered. So, in this combined reward and immunity challenge, the tribes must each choose three members to race one at a time out onto a field to untie, lower, unhook, and retrieve four puzzle pieces. Once all four puzzle pieces have been collected, the two remaining tribe members will use those pieces to solve a spinning puzzle. The first tribe to solve it correctly will win immunity and a feast in an Animarian village. Dang! (laughs) That Animarian village dough! Taking it back old school, 10,000 right. years. 
to go to that village. Oh, yeah. Because the losing team would be attending tribal council, the person sent to Gal Exile Island is actually granted immunity and unable to vote. Dang. This puts the winning tribe in a really interesting situation because they get to choose somebody from the losing tribe who will automatically be safe. And there can be, if they're playing it right, a lot of strategy in who they leave behind out of the tribal council. It can affect numbers. It can affect your tribe dynamic. It can affect your tribe's strength. So it'll be really, really interesting to see who ends up eligible to be safe but removed from this tribal council. All right, quickly, since Sheila has one extra person, someone is sitting out. It can't be Adam or Leo. Who are they sitting out? I think they don't want to sit out Cam because there's a, He's a smart. puzzle involved. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if Cam, Jen, or Taylor... Well, I, 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 I couldn't see Jen volunteering to sit out. So I wouldn't be surprised if Cam volunteered to sit out. I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor got chosen to sit out. I just have a hard time believing that Jen or Jason is going to just sit out and not have a problem with it. Right, especially for a physical race challenge, right. the first part of this challenge. I think Taylor's sitting out again. Uh, begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. <laughs> like, she wants to get out there, she wants to fight, but they need Kim as that smart puzzle person. Yeah, and she's in a minority position, she doesn't have much room to argue. That's true. I think Billy and maybe Cassie are the ones on the Animus tribe figuring out the puzzle. Kelsey, Casey, and Z are out there racing. I think that makes tons of sense. Because they need the whole team at this point. Absolutely. So, for reward and immunity, here we go. For Shayla, they get a 14. Solid. Animus, a 17. More solid. (laughs) (laughs) Even more solid. So, Animus just won. Yes. So, that means Animus wins reward and immunity. Animus, they are going to the Animarian village. Oh, appropriate. Appropriate. But now they're picking on someone on the Shayla tribe who's not only going to Gal Exile Island, but is also granted immunity. Who does the Animus tribe think is on the outside of the Shayla tribe? Because that is who you should target. And frequently is who you do target, right? Right. You predict who the other tribe wants to send home, and you save them so that tribe has to scramble. And it's not about who actually is on the outside. Right. It could, they could be right, but it's about who the other tribe thinks is on the outside. Sure. I think that they may have seen how begrudgingly Taylor had to sit out the challenge. Ooh. And I think this team is seeing that. Like, let's say Taylor made a big stink about it, and she... Huff and puffed and just was like, fine, I'll be out or yeah. whatever. Because we can, we've seen that attitude in her before. Yeah. When she doesn't get her way, it's very like closed off and crossed yeah. arms and I'm done with this. I think they're seeing her on the outs with the team. They're going to shake things up. They're going to grant her immunity. I think that makes a lot of sense. And it has some very interesting implications for tribal council. Yes. So if Taylor is sitting out on Gao Exile Island, she is safe. She didn't necessarily need to be safe because we saw she voted in the majority last time. Yeah. The problem with this is if Jen and Taylor had tried to pull Cam in to either force a tie or to shake things up, they don't have the numbers anymore, which means Jen is put in a position where she probably has to just do whatever Jason, Leo, and Adam want to do because they're probably not breaking that bond. Problem is they just went to tribal council. They just saw that Jack went home. They just saw that Cam was part of that. And I think Jen and Taylor, if they wanted to shake something up, no longer really have the numbers to do it unless Jen and Cam on their own can manage to pull one of these three over. Wow. 
Chaim got the numbers right now. They really do, and they could do whatever they wanted. So it's all a matter of, is one of those three the type of player who's going to defect at this point in the game? (sighs) They have some options. Since Taylor's already immune, they can break up the Cheryl tribe even further and get rid of Jen. And that's the thing. Cam's still that mentor-type role that they're looking to. He's been floating between two sides. He hasn't solidly been courted by either side because there hasn't been an opportunity for him to be used that way. But I don't think Jen, because even if Jen convinces him to vote someone else, there's still a minority. Right. So I think Haim's going to stick with Keep and Cam, and they see Jen as a huge power player right now. This is nuts because basically what it means is if they do this successfully, they've managed to sever the pair that was Jack and Cam, and because of this twist of Animus being able to send somebody to Gao Exile Island, they're now able to sever the Jen and Taylor duo as well. Do they go for it? I think you'd have to be an idiot not to go for it. Right? Why not? Yeah. So the three of them, they don't even need to talk to Cam if they don't want to, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did to gain trust. Right. And I think they're voting out Jen. (laughs) I I I did not see this coming. No, I really, really thought that as a result of them voting Jack out, Taylor, Jen, and Cam were going to gain some really strong footing. But this twist of sending somebody... With immunity to Gao Exile Island really sucked for those people who were starting to gain numbers. That was an opportunity, and it just got smacked away from them. And when Taylor comes back from Gao Exile Island, she's going to be freaking gobsmacked. Woohoo! Yeah, she is. Because she worked with the Heim tribe. Yeah. So now she sees this as a betrayal. I think all bets are off. Oh, yeah. All right. Episode 7 is called A Clip Show. <laughs> and then- <laughs> And this is a recap of the first 15 days, including previously unaired bonus footage, because it's Power Rangers, and we need a clip show. What would be, not to spend too much time on the clip show, but what would be the weird scene that they want us to see that we never got to see with any one of these players? Is it a Ziggy moment? I think... I immediately thought a Ziggy moment. Because we didn't see a lot of him at all, I think it's just his three days on the island. Like, <laughs> doop-a-doo, it's all his quirks and weird, oh, what's that? Oh, God. I think it's all of his losing it moments on the island. I wouldn't be surprised at all. We're going to get the regular recap of Ziggy got voted out because he was a weirdo and Ronnie got voted out because she was an outsider and yada, yada, yada. But I do think the star of the clip show is going to be the one the producers wanted to be a a big character and that's Ziggy. Yeah, and I think this clip show is going to be filled with his all of his one-liners on the (laughs) island and just stuff that the audience didn't get to see. Yep, which ups his chances of potentially being brought back even though he was a first boot. Not unprecedented. Where 16 once stood, only 10 remain. What will happen as the rewards get bigger? The risks get greater. Whoa, easy, guys. We have a medical emergency. And one could be forced to leave the game. Join us on our regularly scheduled night as the adventure continues. Stay tuned for scenes from our next episode. Next time on Survivor. New blood changes everything. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour. 
only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trekkie B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. Thanks.